Snuffy, cold chill up your spine. It'll get your ass moving somewhere, burning daylight. Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley, and we're burning daylight. In the sun until the job's done. Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. <clears throat> Happy Monday. I uh, hope your weekend treated you all right. Um, sorry about the lack of content here lately. We've been uh, we've been at it hard. Uh, <coughs> winter's kind of been kicking our ass here lately. It's uh, man. I know I've said it before, but uh, a wet winter in the feedlot's not much fun. Not ideal. Um, I'm enjoying the moisture once I leave the feedlot, but in when I'm on the feedlot, yeah, it just makes life kind of miserable, and uh, there's not a lot you can do about it. Um, we got a lot of moisture here uh, over the last month, and, um, and it hadn't warmed up a whole lot, so it's uh, it'll warm up enough to, uh, to thaw things out in the afternoon, and then it you know, you make some nice new deep ruts, and then it'll freeze like hell, and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you can float your teeth driving over the, that shit in the morning, and, uh, how it's, uh, it's treacherous on horses, it's, uh, it's tough on cattle, it is hell on equipment, holy shit, um, <laughs> you know, if there's one, <clears throat> I guess, uh, what, I think it was Ben Franklin is like, uh, you know, the two constants in life are, are death and taxes. And um, I'll, I'll give him a pass because he was born a little little bit ahead of his time, but also equipment will break. That's also another another constant. Like, no matter what it is, if it's, uh, if it's a machine of some sort, eventually it will break. Um, typically when you don't, want it to when you need it the most um and in particular <clears throat> when it's cold outside and it's miserable to work on and it, like it'll break down the most inconvenient places or you'll get stuck We've, we had two loaders stuck the other day um took an excavator to get them out that was a fun that was a fun morning um yeah our yard loader was uh, was loading straw, and uh, the bottom fell completely out of where he was loading from, and yeah, it got stuck. Also had a uh, had the squeeze attachment, the hay squeeze for all you uh, <coughs> all you folks that live, uh, I guess, uh, more towards the Midwest. You're used to telehandler and and uh, hay, you know, hay forks and whatnot, but they use a squeeze out here, and um, real handy for picking up a block of hay, <clears throat> and um, not handy at all for using as an attachment to get yourself out of the mud. Not didn't work. Um, feed loader went and uh, tried to get that one out. Um, buried that some bitch too, and um, but then you're in a real pickle because you got a lot of cattle standing around wanting feed. And, um, it takes a long time to shovel, uh, you know, let's say our, our normal batches are anywhere from like eight to 15,000 pounds. Takes a long time to shovel all that shit up in the feed truck by hand. Um, yeah, it was a little bit of a pickle, but we got through it. We got through it. We got, uh, we got both loaders out. Luckily for us, uh, there are other people that have, um, different equipment that was able to, uh, and this, you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty cool watching this, uh, this thing 
work because that that editor was tipped way up on the on the tracks uh, as we were we were pulling on that thing uh, on that loader and anyway it was um, <laughs> it was a real boggy mess and it hasn't got much better it's like slowly but surely uh, some of our roads are are starting to dry out <coughs> county roads of train wreck just absolute train wreck um just potholes beat to shit washouts um and yeah once again not much you can do about it till it kind of kind of melts off and dries out a little bit um then you can you can do some band-aid work on it they could but mm, it's the state county you know not real uh not gonna put out hold out much hope for them to get after it you know um but all things considered it's we've been okay death loss is better than i thought it would be not great still but um there's one thing about shitty weather you can uh you can count on a good storm to just go ahead and take care of those ones that that you were you know Hoping you'd get out on a on a on a sail load or a railer load or something that was just like barely hanging on, and uh, they weren't ever going to amount to much. Well, old man Winter take care of that shit for you. Just wipe them right on out. And um, yeah, and and everything just kind of looks tough because there ain't a dry place to 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 lay down in the whole damn county. It seems like I mean <clears throat> even cattle outside man, it's just wet, wet, cold, sloppy, um, yeah, it's winter, and, uh, it's funny how, uh, they keep coming up with new names to, to call these winters that, like, used to be, like, uh, a norther, like, a blue norther, when you get, you get a real, real nasty winter storm, that was kind of a, like, a norther, but now it's like a, they call it a bomb cyclone, and then um, whatever the shit they're that we're getting over here in California, they're calling it like an atmospheric river. And <clears throat> then that used to just be like a, a wet, wet year. <laughs> like you know, it was just. It seemed like our the terms that we used to describe the weather were a little more um just like common sense as opposed to like uh, it's it's like it's all made for for like the evening news just like breaking news bomb cyclone pounds the western u.s and uh yeah it's uh it's a fun one um i was looking I've got I've got uh, drought.gov. I did not know that was a that was a website, but thank you US government for uh creating something that I didn't know we needed. But uh yeah, drought.gov. Um La Nina. So It looks like, except for California and then Southeast, um, hmm, Southern U.S. from coast to coast has below average precipitation for all the La Nina years put together, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure what I'm looking at on these maps, so I'm uh well we'll come back to that. But it seems like there's been I don't I don't know, like quite a bit of moisture in a lot of places this, this winter. Um I know there there's always there's always places that are that are doing <clears throat> worse off than the rest of us. Uh doom Okay, so this was on October 13th. Oh, well, that was an announcement that Noah was going to announce. Here we go. The old Farmer's Almanac. 
from uh, the annual weather summary from November 22nd to October 20 or November 22 to October 23. Winter will be normer, warmer than normal. That part hasn't been true with above normal precipitation. That part has been true so far. Coldest periods will be in late November, mid and late December and mid January. It's been pretty damn cold here lately. Snowfall will be below normal in most areas nor that normally receive snow, with the snowiest periods in early to mid-January and early February. On average, April and May will feature near-normal temperatures and slightly above normal precipitation. Hmm, summer will be hotter than normal, slightly above normal rainfall. So we're sounds like we're heading into a wet year. Huh. So this is for for the desert southwest, I guess. Well, let me let me see here. I don't know what for Smith Valley, Nevada. Uh, winter will be warmer than normal. Dun, 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 dun. Uh. Coldest periods in mid-November and early February. Precipitation will be above normal with uh, above average snowfall in the far north and far south. Snowiest periods will be mid-November, late December, early to mid-January, and early February. All right. So we're looking at <coughs> a wet year, it kind of looks like, um, and, and uh, a warmer year. Maybe. I don't know. It's been pretty goddamn cold here lately. Um, so, this was all from the, the Farmer's Almanac. Um, so, it sounds like, I mean, maybe. So, rain and snow, mild. January 16th to the 19th. That's already passed. Snowstorm south. 20th to the 31st. Periods of rain and snow and warm with temperatures of about 40 degrees and um, hmm, two and a half inches of precipitation for the month of January. I think we've already we've got that sucker licked already. We, we've, uh, yeah, we, we've done good uh, on the precipitation. And I guess I've said, I don't know how many times, I, uh, you know, I, I hate to bitch about moisture, but like, Big man upstairs can kind of just turn it off for a little bit. Turn on the sun. I'll even take a little bit of wind here and there because it's because uh, it's wet, it's sticky and boggy. <laughs> our uh, our our catch basins are uh, caught. They're 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 caught. You can uh, you can you know they're they're filled right up right up to the top. Uh, we're um, we got some some room in in our like backup ones, but. Boy, it's uh, it's been a real bear of a winter. Uh, the the valley or the the canyon that connects the this valley over to the next one where my wife teaches. Really, kind of a cool little drive. <laughs> Big tall canyon walls. Well, at least one section's um, <clears throat> not there anymore. Well, it's it's on the road. Um, shut down that little thoroughfare, and uh, they finally did get, they, there was a lot of talk, and I actually never did <clears throat> see any, like, official release until the other day when they announced that they were going to start clearing it, but, boy, I love small towns this way, because, you know, you go in, go into the parts house, then you go into the feed store, or wherever, when, we don't have a feed store here, but, eh, I guess they do sell some feed, but, Kind of your your general like hardware store slash feed store. Like I think it, you know we're picking up a bottle of oxygen oxygen and acetylene for the torch and uh, and you know it's uh, the the you know that old trope about the old men you know drinking coffee and it's true every every small town there's a there's a coffee shop crew that gets all the world's problems solved before about nine o'clock in the morning and then they actually have to go to work and do shit <clears throat> but you hear uh, all the latest to do's and 
there was rumors that it was going to be up to six months before they got that road cleared because they had to call in the Army Corps of Engineers. <clears throat> and then it's right by the river. Um, so, you know, then you get the EPA involved because, you know, it follows under federal jurisdiction under the waters of the U.S. deal or... Yeah. And then, you know, anytime you get the... Oh, you get the feds involved. Shit takes forever. So I had no uh, no real expectations for it to get opened back up anytime soon. And I, I'll believe it when, when they finally have two lanes of traffic going through there. Um, again, so eh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully it does get... Uh, I don't think it'll take too much to <laughs> to clear it once they get the equipment that they need. Some big fucking rocks, but yeah, it's just um, boy, it's winter, and it's been like I said, it's been uh, unusually kind of harsh winter, but it's really not anything out of what you can expect for December and January. You know, heading into February in the northern hemisphere, like it tends to get cold this time of year and when there's moisture when it's cold it usually comes in the form of snow and ice and um it's just not maybe it's more than average but it's not all that unusual what is happening it's not unusual at all it just kind of happens every year around this time it gets cold and some some years are wetter than others you know and <clears throat> but I don't know. It, it just, there's always a there's this like blanket push to blame it all on uh, climate change at some point. It's like I don't know, man. It just seems like weather to me. It just seems like plain old weather. And uh, and as far as weather goes, I'm ready for some spring weather. Like it, it seems like it's going to be a good spring for for cattle. Um, once we get there, but we got to get through this winter first. And this winter fucking sucks. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, being said, like, there's a lot of other stuff going on, like, fucking, the football games here lately have been outstanding, a lot of fun to watch, I've been enjoying it, they've, they've just played football, really, and not, not try to shove politics down your throat, which, I mean, that, that's mine and Aaron's job, you know, we're, we're the politics shover down the throater. Not 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 supposed to be the NFL. So now now that they're just playing football, they do a pretty good job at that. When when they when they just play football, you know it's 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 fun fun to watch. Really enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> gonna be a good good AFC championship. Gonna be good NFC championship. Gonna be gonna be a fun gonna be a fun couple of weeks to watch football. This today was was good games. Niners look really, really fucking good. The Eagles look really, really good. And then two best quarterbacks in the league are, are getting ready to play each other in the AFC Championship. going to be fun. I enjoy it. I won a little bit of money this weekend, too. Not a lot. Had had a couple of bigger bets or bigger payouts hit. But all my other ones... Mm, I, was, I, was, I only missed one, one team losing i guess um but spreads did not didn't work out that's all right still in the game and uh yeah it's fun we got elko coming up here in uh less than two weeks now uh february 3rd and 4th boy i'm still nervous about that um i know there's gonna be <coughs> quite a lot of people go this year or should be anyways and I just want to put on a good show, but we got a good good lineup. I think we got everybody confirmed. So, got the Wilsons coming in: Matt and Rachel, Wampus Cat, Wilson, um, Eric Shields <laughs> joining us again, coming up from Texas. Uh, Ira Grusevic is uh, going to try his best to make it down there. If he's in Elko, he'll be playing with us uh, <laughs> there at the stage door. So. Hopefully Ira G can make his make his way down, and then uh, Cope Wilson is uh, is coming coming down from Montana, play a few songs and and sit in with us. So it's going to be a, a fun show. 
we'll be doing some comedy and storytelling uh, to start it off, <coughs> and then then close it out with a with a jam session like always. So it's going to be fun. Uh, stage door, seven to nine p.m. February third and fourth there in Elko. Uh, I think it's a fifteen dollar cover is what we settled on. So uh, come come uh, come join us. Have some fun. Have some drinks. Um, make sure you get entered up to for a chance to win uh, this here bit. And let me go be right back. I'll grab that that head stall. Hey, look! I know you're you're enjoying this show that we're you know that we're balls deep in here, but I got to pay some bills around here. And this company, Bubs Naturals, they are helping me do so. And they also sell a lot of good stuff. So you go to bubsnaturals.com. It's named after Glenn Bub Doherty, uh, who was a he was a special operator, CIA guy. Uh, was one of the one of the guys that was killed in, during the Benghazi raid. Uh, his best friend started up this company, kind of in honor of him. They're both uh, <laughs> very active guys, and they wanted just good, clean supplements, and that's what these are. Uh, I take the the collagen in my coffee, along with MCT oil. It's a powder, kind of very, very slightly sweet, um, like very faint sweet taste to it, but also got a kind of a creamy texture. It's good stuff. They also have coffee now. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, Might have to. And um, looks like maybe they got some uh, some like Gatorade type mix, but... uh, it's all it's all good clean stuff. Uh, apple cider vinegar gummies, which are awesome. Apple cider vinegar is great for you. Uh, collagen supposed to uh, what? What do they say on this? Let's let's take a look. Um, it fuels the body while replenishing with replenishing amino acids that turn back the clock on an aging. Um, and it's uh, it's supposed to be good for your skin and your joints and uh, your hair, your nails, all all the good stuff. Um, it's yeah, just a scoop in your coffee. It's flavorless. Don't taste it at all, and uh, and it just uh, it's good for inflammation and all sorts of good stuff. Um, all in all, these guys pay me pretty well when you guys buy stuff, so please do. And I, I highly recommend their products. Uh, I like I said, I I take them every day. Got this stuff on order. Um, got this stuff on order, and uh, and the gummies I've got coming every every couple weeks uh help me kind of stay halfway young i know my hair doesn't look it but i'm i'm not that old yet so and i want to be able to to wrestle around with my kids and beat them for a long time yet so um like i want to dominate them so they know that i'm i'm the alpha and uh so i'm doing all all i can to to kind of help stay one step ahead of those little fuckers and bubs naturals uh does it for me <clears throat> helps helps get me there. So, anyways, go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the promo code Burning Daylight. That's all one word. Uh, you'll get twenty percent off uh, your order, and I will get a commission on that. So, uh, thanks to Bubs Naturals. Go check out their stuff. I think you'll like it, and uh, I know I do. So, uh, bubsnaturals.com promo code Burning Daylight for twenty percent. Now we can go ahead get back in to the show howdy there i'm matt mckinley with the burning daylight podcast you ever wanted to make a podcast well spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily and then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free it's called spotify for for podcasters and here's how it works Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, So no matter what uh, your setup was like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So 
Um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to, uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer, answer and polls are the best way to get them talking. You can attach that to your, your podcast there. And you get your, you get, you know, valuable interactions with your fan, your fans. And uh, <clears throat> with Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. And that's, uh, that, that is true. Um, <clears throat> I'm supposed to do a testimonial here. Um, but anyways, this is the, the podcast I use, or the podcast uh, host that I use. I like Spotify. They're, uh, they're very good on just letting you do your thing uh, with, uh, with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcasts on Spotify. And, and this, is, uh, this is a great way to get started if, you, if you've ever thought about starting a podcast. This is where I would send anybody to go. Um, <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. And yeah, if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast, or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that, uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So, uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. Yeah, so we got a handmade headstall from Buck and Wild Leather. Um, that's Nolan Booth and his wife, or wife, girlfriend, fiance, I'm not sure. Some sort of significant other. Um, <coughs> and uh, they, they donated that to the cause, so five bucks will get you a, a raffle spot, or uh, six for, for $20 on the headstall, the bit. Uh, made my by my buddy Ryan Erickson out of out of Stanley, New Mexico, Oxbar Customs. Um, that's a it's a cool little bit. I like that. <laughs> I might have to have him make me one similar to that for my own personal use. But I I like its little <coughs> little port bit, grazer style. Um, I like it. It's uh got some some fancy silver, uh, really cool engraving. Ryan's a good dude. That's kind of a crotchety old fuck, but <coughs> we like him anyways. And, uh, I appreciate both of these guys for, for donating to the cause. <coughs> um, the bit it's uh 20 bucks for a spot or uh six for a hundred. And, um, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that's right. For, for a spot, six for a hundred. And um, same way, five bucks for a spot on the the headstall, or or six for twenty five. And uh, all the proceeds will go to uh, help compensate the the artists coming coming up to put on a show in Elko. Going to be some some cool stuff going on. <clears throat> I'll make sure to bring my my trade gear, and uh, yeah, hopefully to see some some good shows while I'm, while I'm there as well. Um, <clears throat> I know the outside circles doing their thing over at the star and, uh, they, they've got some sort of mental health. Um, I don't know if it's a panel, uh, discussion, some sort of deal at Stockman. So I'll probably pop in and see what they got going on there. Listen to, to something. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, mental health is a, issue I've covered a little bit before, but like I said, I, I don't feel qualified much to, to speak on it, but it seems like an important thing to, for somebody to talk about. I don't know if I'm the guy, but anyway, I got something like that going on. I don't know uh, what day, what time, but it seemed like a worthwhile thing to, to check out while, if you're in town. <clears throat> but anyway, I'm, I'm really looking forward, I'm nervous, looking forward to it. Um, but nervous, get getting the butterflies. So um, make sure if you're in town, come check us out. It's going to be a fun one. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, 
You know, it's uh, <clears throat> I think one of the, and I can't can't speak too much. I've I've only been for like one official cowboy poetry gathering. They didn't do much the other last two years, but uh, me and the wife were really like really impressed with what they what the, what they put on there, and I don't know some 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 people in the cowboy community kind of talk talk some shit about them getting too mainstream or too too yuppie. And I can see that, and I understand it. <clears throat> However, I do think, all in all, they put on a a really, really impressive uh, production, and there there's some sure enough good uh, artists that go to that deal, and and it's just kind of cool going into. I mean, I'm sure it's kind of the same way, like going to going to Vegas or going to Denver during stock show or the NFR, and you just <clears throat> you know you're in. Not that Elko's a big city, but they're just just cowboy hats everywhere. And <clears throat> sure enough, guys that like sure enough wear that that hat every day. Not not just some dude dressing up for the weekend. So it's a uh, yeah, just a real real unique experience. And I'm looking forward to it. I'd like uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing some some buddies and <clears throat> shaking some hands, meeting some. Uh, you know, if, if you listen to the show and you're in town, please, please, uh, come find me. It'll, it'll be, uh, love, love to shake your hand and, uh, shoot the shit, maybe have a drink with you. It, it's, uh, it's a good, good time, uh, you know, we, we, well, when you take care of cows for a living, uh, you don't get a whole lot of people connection sometimes. Like, even, even me when I, you know, I work, work at a feedlot and so I'm, I'm around, people a little bit more than you would be on a ranch but once you once you get going you're kind of just you're doing your own thing and you're not not really worrying about about other people you're trying to you got your own shit to deal with so <laughs> it's it's good to just kind of settle down and, and and catch up with people and you know we're, we're the types that typically we like people from a distance but every now and then you know it's good to it's good to get together and uh, and and kind of let loose, let your hair down, <laughs> and uh, and have some fun. So uh, it seems like this is uh, a good a time as any. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. So come check us out there there at the stage door, Friday and Saturday, the third and fourth of February, seven to nine p.m. It's the stage door there in Elko, um, kind of catty corner uh, across the parking lot from from Stockman's. It's uh not a real hard place to find, but um, yeah, kind of. You'll you'll find it. You'll find it. Look at them. Look them up on on uh, Facebook. They'll have a, a map or whatever. But it's gonna be fun. Um, I I uh, <laughs> it just it's kind of funny. Like when when you get get bogged down in work and then you don't. You don't pay much attention to the outside world because um, you're, you know, you're focused on on getting shit done. And boy, I I spent a little bit of time reading the news this afternoon, and boy, what a mess! What a mess! And like the price of eggs, they had. How oh, I don't know. It's some sort of uh, bird flu that that went through and kind of knocked out a bunch of chickens, but. And if that's what it is, plus uh, plus the inflation and everything else going on, price of eggs is through the roof. And and then you got places like the Netherlands, who uh, at the behest of the EU is just determined that. Um, and I think this was the the Dutch prime minister <coughs> that said like agriculture is no longer an essential industry for for the netherlands holland is just like now nah, we don't need need ag anymore it's like that's it's not our thing where we're gonna just not worry about ag, ag anymore we're actually gonna try to get rid of it even though they're they're the number two ag exporter in the world um behind the united states little tiny country there in europe but the number two exporter of ag products in the world, 
$110 billion industry is what they estimated. Like, that's a lot of freaking money. Um, and like the, something like the newest technology comes out of, um, out of the Netherlands. I mean, they, yeah. And, and, and the, their, their prime minister to say, like, it's not an essential industry anymore. Well, I mean, it kind of is. It's kind of how you get your food. It's kind of how you get your, you know, your your fabrics. I mean, I know they, they do make um, some some fabric out of, um, like, oil byproducts and shit, but most people wear at least some sort of cotton or, you know, some, some sort of fabric. Um, everybody eats. <laughs> so I like agriculture is not, a, not essential. It's holy fuck, man. What, what does that even mean? Like what, 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 what are you trying to accomplish with that? Um, you're, you're going to save the earth by Starving yourself. Um, or you could save yourself by eating and growing food and then let the earth take care of itself, which it's always done. I know we can, we can do better to keep it a, a better place. There's, there's no doubt about that. But we ain't saving the earth. It's, the earth will save itself one, one way or the other. But humans... Regardless, you know, like that, uh, the Earth don't care, give a shit about humans. Like it's, it's gonna do what it does, and ah, I just, it seems, seems like a dumb plan, more than anything, <laughs> for the lack of a, a better way to put it. That seems dumb, and it's not just the Netherlands. It's um. Canada is trying to trying to get on board with some of that same shit, like or at least their government. Um, California, um, New York, Oregon, Washington. <sighs> Crazy people, man. Crazy people, and are they gonna like pat themselves on the back? And, uh, like, carefully, though, because they're going to be all brittle and bony because they don't have any food to eat. But they're going to, like, very lightly pat themselves on the back for starving themselves to death, I guess. Um, that's never how it works, though. The people that make those decisions, they'll, they'll always eat. Don't worry. They'll, they will eat. It's the peasants underneath them they don't really care too much about. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it seems it seems like this this type of shit has been tried before under different names, um, mostly under uh, communist countries. Um, the Holodomor in uh, Ukraine kind of you know that that one kind of sticks out a little bit. You know, a famine killed I don't know six to ten million Ukrainians, something along those lines. Um, so, I mean, so you can kind of understand why the Ukrainians uh, are fighting back against the Russians and, like, you know, at least part of the country doesn't want to be part of Russia. I know there's parts that do, but also, like, you kind of see why. Soviets weren't real great. Russia was the biggest part of the Soviet deal, so, like, mm, yeah, it makes sense why they, they don't want... Um, in China, under Mao's, uh, like, one of his great leap forwards or whatever is where they just, you know, the government took over all of the, the farming industry and, uh, <clears throat> well, the, they found out that they're, I think they were some sort of, um, like, swallow or pigeon, that wasn't a pigeon, but, like, some sort of small bird. They, uh, they were losing some so much percentage of grain due to these birds. And um, so in the great infinite wisdom of, you know, the deer leader, Mao Zedong, they, um, 
they tried to kill all of these birds that uh so that they would have a you know the most efficient yield uh, of their of their wheat or I think it was wheat maybe it was rice I don't know either way um some sort of grain crop um but in doing so they allowed some sort of weevil or some sort of insect that um, devastated the the grain crop <coughs> was allowed to th to thrive because those birds weren't around to eat that bug, and um, yeah, it caused a famine. And you know, China's kind of a kind of a big place, a lot of people, a um, lot more so than than the United States. And uh, yeah, a lot of people died, just starved to death. Um, that, that all came about because of, uh, centralized planning, you know, doesn't, doesn't work very well. And, uh, <coughs> particularly when it comes to food production, because all these experts that, that'll tell you about how we need to cut emissions and all that shit, um, not a goddamn one of them knows how to actually grow food. Not a one of them. Bill Gates, do you think that motherfucker knows what it means to farm? Fuck no. Uh, the you know the the Dutch prime minister says agriculture is not an essential industry. Has no fucking clue where her food comes from. Just assumes you buy it at the store. You know, and that store is, you know pledged to be green energy friendly or whatever. So that that's good enough for her, for them, for they, it, I don't know. They're, they're more worried about offending somebody by using the wrong pronouns than they are about starving their population. <laughs> it's, it's fucking insane. Um, but hey, I, I guess that's, uh, You know that that's what that's what trusting the, all these experts will will get you. They uh, ah, don't worry about it. We'll just uh, don't don't worry about the farmer over that crazy farmer that's protesting. Um, you know because through some arbitrary decision in Brussels, um, not even your own country. You know some some foreign body made up of uh, leaders of. A bunch of different countries. You know, the EU has their own par parliament. They decided that the Netherlands, in particular, had to reduce em emissions. So now, because of a bunch of a bunch of fucks in the EU parliament, you're you're a Dutch dairy farmer who's been just dairy farming for you know probably centuries. You know, your family, anyways, at this point. And now you've got to cut your herd by ninety percent to to meet the standards and um <clears throat> and they're offering you a mandatory buyout like and, and it, that offer expires and they still are going to take your your land but uh, i guess not pay you i'm not sure exactly what it is but it's um it's insane and i i it's it's not far from happening in you know canada and then eventually california and and in here um, in the good old U.S. of A., unless you like gotta nip that shit in the bud, and uh, I don't know what the proper action to do so is, but outside of just like calling out stupid ideas when you see them, so cutting your agricultural industry in order to please some body of politicians somewhere else <clears throat> in order to probably in the grand scheme of things make no difference on the climate doing that and causing um, a food shortage is a dumb idea it's a dumb fucking idea and uh, and anybody who suggests otherwise should not be in a position of power and if you have the ability you should vote them out
So, yeah, all all these idiots that uh, when 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 they'll they'll like sci- the scientists say that we have to cut emissions. Well, or else what? Or or else what? Because uh, it gets it gets a little warmer. I, I could I could go for a little bit warmer right now. Uh, I know it's the age of uh, the global warming. You know it's fucking cold out now. Global warming must be must not be a real thing. I don't know if it is or not, but. I could deal with some warmer weather um, in the meantime. But also, I could deal with not starving to death. I, I'll be fine. I know how to grow shit. I know how to how to take care of cattle. I don't know too much about pigs, but I know they, they'll eat just about anything. So, <clears throat> if I got some pigs, I'd be alright. My wife, my wife does the chicken stuff, so we're good. And, um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be fine. Uh... But agriculture is no longer an essential industry. <sighs> so when they, when they grow all these, uh, these bugs that they want us to eat, is that not going to be considered agriculture? Or is that it's better because it's less carbon emissions? I don't, I don't know how that works. Um, I'm, I I don't know. <clears throat> I, but I would really, and I'm sure there is uh, an industrial, you know, like insect uh, production, like take a hog farm but miniaturize it, you know, to make crickets or what the fuck ever we're supposed to eat after. <clears throat> like, are we getting rid of the cows? That was also another question. Like. Do do we kill off the cows and we just eat really good on beef for a short period of time and then after that it's uh is there like a transition period where you're like fifty percent of your your intake is is beef and the other fifty percent is is insects and then you just like you slowly wean yourself off of uh <clears throat> you know off of the off of the the animal protein but like insects are animals too so i mean like how, how how far do we go down that delineating deal where um i don't know i just like i, I i'm i'm coming at this from like a feedlot angle you know where you have to you have to transition your cattle on on feed because if you just <clears throat> start feeding them a bunch of corn right up right as they come in off a of pasture it's not gonna it's not gonna work out very well for you you know you gotta you got to um, acclimate their <coughs> their the bugs in their rumen to to a different type of feed. So you start them on a high high roughage diet, and then increase the energy content as you go. Um, and so is that that how we're going to be as we as we come off of a, a meat diet and then transition onto an insect diet? You got to go like you know eighty five percent meat. Fifteen percent cricket, then you go seventy-five percent meat, twenty-five percent cricket. You know, just like step up until you know the cricket curve passes the, you know, the 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 beef curve. <clears throat> and also, one one steer would prov- provide you about you know eight hundred pounds of meat, uh, roughly, and. What eight hundred crickets might make uh, a meal if you grind them all up and and make them into a powder of some sort and turn that into some sort of burger. I guess I don't know. Never cooked with crickets before, um, but I, I bet it would take about eight hundred crickets to make, say, a pound of whatever it is you're gonna make with the crickets. As opposed to like eight hundred one pound um, servings of beef coming off of one steer, mm, you know. I, I don't know what the I don't know what the what the economy and the the ins and outs of the insect farming uh, process looks like, but I don't know. It seems like we do a pretty good job with uh, with, with beef as it is. I don't know, that's just my, my thoughts. I know some people don't like ah, the industrial side of things, but 
to those people, I would say, go do it yourself in the old-fashioned natural way, and I bet you won't have much of an issue, you know, buying a package of burger at the store after that, because <laughs> it's kind of hard work, you know, if you know what you're doing, it ain't bad, but it's a lot of hard work, uh, no matter how you shake it, so, particularly in the winter, like your, your, my buck boots are, they're pretty lightweight, until they get a bunch of shit on them, and then, uh, well, as a matter of fact, I, uh, I got me one of these fancy Apple watches so that the government can track me even more than they already do, but, like, hey, um, what the hell, uh, it seems like, uh, I can also check my own stats, and, like I said, you know, may, maybe I'll be able to beat up on my kids a little bit, a little bit more, but it, it seems like, um, according to this deal, the last, the past week, I've, uh, I burn about 3,500 calories a day, <coughs> and that, this has been a week where I've only been a horseback a couple times, just because it just, it's kind of dangerous to be on a horse right now, and, uh, <coughs> and also, I don't, I don't, I'd hate to cripple a horse, um, when, when I can do the same thing afoot in a lot safer way, so, it's, uh, it's been one of those days, I don't get on a horse unless it's, uh, it's pretty thought out, because it, it just, it, I don't even know how much, how much good, uh, sharp shoes would, uh, would make on, on, uh, in these conditions, because, you know, it's not like you're walking on a, a slick sheet of ice, uh, it's, uh, bunch of peaks and valleys and it sucks anybody in the feedlot knows who i'm talking what i'm talking about especially uh and <coughs> you know if, if i guess if you're you're a little farther south maybe you don't understand it but yeah anybody who's been in the feedlot uh, on a wet cold winter you, you know what i'm talking about how that that shit freezes and it's just it's hell on a horse so <coughs> Yeah, that being said, I um yeah, about 3500 calories a day is what I what I've been burning. I uh, I don't know how accurate any of this shit is, but it seems like they they've got their stuff pretty dialed in. And um yeah, it's uh it's a lot of work to try it try and raise food. So I I don't I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for for people that don't know what it is to 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 grow food um bitching about how it's done like i just don't i don't put much stock in what they have to say like i mean it's you can't completely ignore them because they're in in the day they're customers and gotta kind of have to take that into consideration at some point but yeah i just I don't see how you get around the fact that at some point somebody has to make food for people because there's there's plenty of people out there that without somebody growing their food for them so that they can purchase it, they will die. 100%. Guaranteed they will die. Or they will resort to some sort of thievery, possibly cannibalism. I don't know, or most li more <clears throat> most likely they'll just starve to death. Um, so, in order for that to not happen, you should let people just grow food like we have been for quite some time. Um, <clears throat> people get a little little crazy, say like pumping way too much water when it's not there. Eh, you can you can be like, hey, knock that shit off. Also, like, pollution, all that. All that good stuff. Like, fair points. Keep that in mind. You know, uh, you try to live by the, you know, the creed, the creed, motto creed of just, like, leave everything better than what you found it. Like, I think that's a good, kind of good way to go go about life is just when, when you go to some place, uh, pick up your shit before you leave. 
make sure it's at least as in a good enough or as good a spot as you found it, if not better. Always try to put it, leave it in a better spot than you found it. And that goes for for ranching and farming, same same thing. <clears throat> but what I what I don't what I don't agree with is allowing a bunch of idiots to set policy for us and not pushing back at all like there where I, I know there was uh, there were some protests in Nether in the Netherlands uh, over this but like not a lot like where where was the the outcry from the public uh, outside of the farmers you know like I don't know I and <clears throat> so that that's kind of the I guess the beef that I have with all these advocates and it's like well well what have you guys been doing because it for all for all your work educating the public it doesn't seem like it's helping much like there there's just not uh, I don't know there's there's not enough people saying hey that's a stupid fucking idea and you're dumb for suggesting it like I, <clears throat> I think that needs to happen far more often. It's like, hey, hey, that idea of yours is going to starve millions of people, and you're a moron. I, I discount everything you have to say from here on forward, just because you came up with that idea. I, I would like, I like to hear, um, hear people say that to. To some of the people that are proposing this idiot, idiotic um, anti-agriculture policy, it, any of this shit is just stupid. I think we all can, can agree that it's a good thing to to have clean water, clean air, all that good stuff. I mean, you know where you have real clean air, not in the cities. If you get out of the city and away from the smog of, you know, a bunch of people living on top of each other, air's pretty clear. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty nice. You know, even when there's tractors going going out in the fields all over, you know, putting up hay, you know, harvesting wheat, whatever. When you got all the equipment running out there in the middle of the fields. Still cleaner air than driving through L.A. or New York, you know, <clears throat> where where all the people are worried about emissions from farmers. But yet you live on top of each other, and you suck in all the all the fumes from the vehicles, and just the all of the just people living on top of each other. You're worried about. Our emissions. <sighs> no, I'll take my air out here in the in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty clear, pretty cool, pretty nice. So, <sighs> I don't know. I guess um, all things being said, I'm just kind of tired of winter right now, and um, and I've been. Uh, I've been kind of slacking on getting episodes out, so here we go. Classic old Matt McKinley rant session. Uh, I like doing these. I never know where they're going to go sometimes. So, um, Anyway, um, please go uh, get a hold of me. Send me a message on Instagram. It's probably the best place to get a hold of me. Um, <laughs> or you can... Uh, you can email me, Matt, at uh, burning-daylight.com. Um, get entered up. Uh, help me raise some money for these artists. We're going to put on a good show for you. And uh, i got to get them paid somehow, so this will help a bunch. Um, I said $5 a spot for the, the head stall, 20 bucks a spot for the bit. 6 for 25 on the head stalls, 6 for 100 on the bit. <clears throat> all goes to a good cause. Um, come see us there at the stage door in Elko. Um, also, go support BubsNaturals.com. Promo code Burning Daylight. Collagen. 
my stuff works good. My, my joints don't hurt near as bad since I've been using that stuff. Um, apple cider gum or gum, apple cider vinegar gummies, uh, MCT oil. I use all that shit. It's, uh, supposed to be good for you. Can't vouch for it if it is or not, but it's supposed to be. And, um, no, I, I like it. Seems like it works for me. So go check it out. Promo code burning daylight. You get 20% off and I get a little kickback for it. So, uh, please go do that. If you're in Elko, come see us. Uh, <coughs> we're going to have a fun time and, uh, stay warm. Don't break a leg on the ice. And, um, if you have uh, any sorts of ideas about getting rid of, rid of agriculture to uh, <clears throat> save the world from weather, I guess, um, go ahead and punch yourself in the fucking teeth because that's a dumb idea. If you'd like to eat without having to be a hunter-gatherer full-time, like not not once uh, once a year when you draw a tag, but like full time is what it would take for you to sustain you and your family as a hunter gatherer. If you don't care to do that, that means somebody's gonna have to grow food, and that's gonna that means agriculture. So whether you think agriculture is good or bad, I don't care. I don't care if you think it's essential. It is. It is 100% essential to the survival of mankind. So, remind these stupid fucking people that somehow make it in positions of power of that fact. Without agriculture, people die. Really unnecessarily. So, anyhow, have yourself a good week, and, uh, yeah. Move your ass. We're burning daylight. Outside